Welcome to Bravery Trek Run Ashore, a podcast for Bravery Trust in partnership with Content Group. So, Bravery Trust CEO, Belinda Wilson, welcome back. And Murray Bruce, who is also a Navy veteran and a Bravery Trek ambassador. Welcome to the last episode of Run Ashore. And really, uh, the Bravery Trek, a wonderful success. Oh, fantastic. And thank you so much for having me back. What an incredible month that we've had. And geez, I'm looking forward to to a rest. We've clocked up so <laughs> many kilometres as a, a veteran community. So congratulations to everyone. Yeah, it's it's just so important, isn't it, to, to celebrate the veterans and, and the efforts they make. And, and particularly for those who've you know, struggling and have, have been injured. Um, and this has been just a great month to really put the focus on them and their achievements. It's been amazing. So kicking off with Veterans Health Week, really having that conversation about what it means to serve, what wellness means, and what does our um, Australian Defence Force look like? And I'm hoping that a lot of people have taken um, so many things away and a veteran can look like you or I, Murray. Yeah, that's right. And, and look, the interesting thing for me was how you take the silent story of health and mental health and its challenge on, on veterans and their families and you, you start making it a, a, a talked about thing mm. and you start talking about how you provide that support because a lot of times... People are coming home from an operational deployment or, or, or a deployment anywhere in the world and they come back and they're bringing this silent challenge home with them. Mm. And it can be in the physical health, it can be in the mental health and that's not only a problem that they live with but that's a challenge that their families live with. Um, and, and it's very hard to come to terms with that and, and then um, you also get the way that, that that cascades into financial challenges which make it really hard to dig yourself out of that hole. And what we saw, like when we were running around the harbour at the launch event, um, we saw people who, who just resonated with that challenge and how, how do we provide that support and really jumping on board to provide that assistance. And it's just been amazing to see that rallying. Um, yeah. So just support. going back through your experience, so it was like that? Do, do you have memories of, of your colleagues who had brought that silence home and, and have you seen those challenges and you've felt those challenges and have you known those challenges yourself? Yeah, look, I have and... and you know, my time in submarines was in, in peacetime environments, so, um, uh, but we had a fire on board a submarine off Baron Joey Light. Um, when I was on board, you, you know, you come home with the, you know, thinking back through that situation. Um, uh, one of the guys I would see with in Collins is now the Chief of Navy, and he had a man overboard on his submarine and a casualty. And, and he's reflected back to me the way that that was a challenge for people on board at the time. And they carried that, you know, for periods. Um, I, I had a, a very good friend of mine um, who took his life last year, sadly, um, and he'd come back from Oriskan Provost in, um, and brought challenges home with him and always struggled with those challenges. So, it, it, yeah, it's, it's very real. Um, and, and, and I see it in the vets, but I also see it... Um, in the partners of the vets and their families and, and the way that um, they, don't, they don't sign up but they're, si they're really mm. signed up. You know, they're, they're committed so much to supporting 
the vets and the way that can have an impact on them. Are we getting better at talking about it? Are we getting better at supporting the veterans and their families? I think there's two answers to that. Obviously, the Veterans Royal Commission is is unpacking yeah, the systemic challenges, mm-hmm. yeah? Um, yes, we're talking about it. You know, um, a Submariner's Facebook group, um, you'll see someone say, look, I, I'm being chased by the black dog at the moment. I'm, I'm taking a bit of a break from this platform. I'll be back and I'm, I'm okay. And you'll, you'll hear other Submariners hop in. They haven't heard from someone for a while. Who can drop around and see someone in and see how they're going? So it, it is, and, you know, these are old, bold salts who you just wouldn't expect this, you know, this reaching out and, and this open dialogue, but it, but it's there. And, and I think that's very much coming to the service and it's that silence, you know, putting aside that silence and, and speaking out about it and doing something about it and leaning in, which, mm. which I think is, is really changing. And, and Belinda, from your point of view, do you feel that things are improving? And Well, I, I, I hope so. And I've, I've been in this role for about four years now and I've seen a, a huge, um, huge way forward um, by the, the support services that are looking after serving and, and ex-serving. Murray's entirely right. A lot of this is a silent problem and the importance of Bravery Trek is to demystify um, that there's no help out there. There certainly is a lot of help out there. Um, Bravery Trust, we're certainly there to help. The the concerning thing for us is we do see that that families try and um, cope with these challenges by themselves for such a long time. And with what we're seeing is it's usually five years of financial hardship before they actually put their hand out up and, and reach out to Bravery Trust. So events like, like this, we've seen so many amazing people contribute, so many great stories. Um, and, and really having that such important discussion about it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to ask early. Um, so we will continue uh, doing that, that job because for us that is the most important thing we can do to be that early intervention. And it's interesting. I've been learning through my involvement with Bravery Trek and Bravery Trust, things that I didn't appreciate would be an issue. Um, things like... Um, a payday lending and the way that, that, that someone in trouble can be getting a shovel and digging themselves a hole financially and then they get into payday lending and, and they're getting a bobcat, right, and they're digging a much bigger hole for themselves. But there, are, there is support behind help, helping people get out of that situation and, and you know, talking about it that, 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 you know, we know this creates challenges, we know that puts pressure on your families. Um, but we know there's ways out of this and, and that you can get that support and assistance to dig your way out of those problems and do something about it. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of you know, optimism in that support. De- definitely. I love that, um, that imagery and, and let's run with the, the bobcats. So uh, imagine the, the veteran and their family um, having an injury from that bobcat 
And as a support agency, you're saying, oh, you've nearly severed your arm, but here's a Band-Aid. Uh, that we know that that's stupid, that's never going to work. So what we've been um, achieving at Bravery Trust is what is the appropriate response? So it's certainly not the Band-Aid for, uh, to stem the, the blood flow. It is to provide that holistic service. So making sure that we understand what the veteran and their family members are going through, unpacking that for them. And when it comes to that financial piece, yes, looking at the crisis welfare, so that immediate what do you need today, but also taking it further and looking for the, the long-term solution for them. And that's where veteran-specific financial counselling has actually been such a game-changer for us because you're creating um, a level playing field, again, for that, that, that veteran and their family. You're levelling that dirt so yeah. that uh, they're on equal footing and, and hopefully that the, the skills that we've been able to help them with um, to build that financial literacy means that they won't start digging that hole ever again. Mm. Now, today we look back, really, with episode 15. So much history for the Royal Australian Navy there on, on Sydney Harbour. And we've been so lucky, haven't we, every week to just know that history. I grew up in Sydney and I didn't know these stories and I've really enjoyed understanding, you know, what was the reason that they're put there, what's their function, what's their purpose. But, Murray, on day one you ran a, mar- a marathon. You ran through them all. Yeah, it was, it was well... It, it was an ultra marathon. So yeah. a marathon's forty-two point two kilometres. I remember the point two. You always feel that point two in a marathon. But um, when you go above fifty k's, it's an ultra marathon. The um, you know you think about the reason you're running, and you hit the base of Heartbreak Hill uh, from the city to surf at yep. the fifty kilometre mark. And um, wow, there, there's. Um, you know, you feel seriously in the hurt locker at, at, <laughs> at this point in proceedings. Um, but it was amazing the support we got going up there um, and certainly uh, when we arrived in Watson Bay, but, but each of the bases um, that we went through um, and, and, you know, the, the sort of backdrop of the harbour, um, um, just, just an, an amazing thing to connect um, with the Navy's history there and, and my own history there in the Navy um, sailing out of Neutral Bay um, many years ago, now the, the old submarine base. Yeah. Um, uh, just fantastic, yeah. And and for you, Belinda? Yeah, so I'm from Melbourne and this has been an absolutely eye-opener uh, that Sydney has uh, so, so much connection to the Royal uh, Navy. Uh, Royal Australian Navy. Sorry, You're Royal talking about the, the Rand. Yeah, I better correct you there. <laughs> that, yeah. Thank you. That, yeah. that would have... Uh, yeah, that was, that was political, a close one. Yeah. Political suicide there. Yeah. So you might have lost you, your yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, <laughs> I know, right? So we're talking about Rand. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing to see such a rich, uh, rich history in Sydney. And, and learning about that rich history throughout the trek has been absolutely amazing. It's been really eye-opening for me. And people have engaged in all sorts of different ways. Um, How did you do it? How did you do your trek? Well, I've brought my runners in to the studio and as you can see, they are looking a bit You might have to pick them up. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know if I can pick them up, but uh, <laughs> they'll probably start uh, running themselves. They're a bit smelly and uh, certainly worn out. So um, I, I have... I think you can be thankful that I didn't bring mine. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so I've been running. Uh, it has been great to be out and about and uh, based in Melbourne, so I've been doing it virtually, uh, but feeling really connected to our veteran community, and, and that's been the most important aspect of this. Uh, yes, it's about raising funds, uh, which is so vital to ensure that we keep helping uh, our veteran community, but having those conversations along the way, what it means to serve, what it means to be well, um, and what it means to to be brave to ask for help. Yeah, and for you, in term, Murray, in terms of the some of the reflections that you've had this month because, you know, you've been at it, you've been yeah. not – you didn't just do the, the you know, the ultra marathon day one, you mm. kept at it. Yes. Um, you engaged with a lot of people. You know, what did you feel through the month? What changed for you perhaps? Um. It, the one that blows my mind is uh, one of my colleagues at work, Talia, um, and, and and she did bravery trek last year um, and, and did the 100 kilometres last year. This year um, she's done the, the 57 kilometres. Um, to do that in a wheelchair and, and the effort it's taken for her to achieve that distance, and she'd said to me several months back, you know, I don't... I don't think you know this is something I can do, um, and and yet she's, you know, her resolve and grit. You know, she's not a veteran, um, uh, has her own challenges that that she's dealing with on a day by day basis. But joining and supporting this cause, and and in doing so, providing such an inspiration to others. Um, and I think you know, okay, it's hard climbing Heartbreak Hill. It's not in comparison. Yeah. Um, and also when we reflect on it, the, the sort of nature of people we're looking to support, um, uh, I can finish a run and have a shower and, and, you know, in a few days' time it's behind me. You can't necessarily do that from, you know, chronic injuries or, or debilitating mental health challenges that, that, that follow you around for the rest of your life. Mm. And, um, and, and so it sort of puts things in perspective uh, the way that um, it, it's a great cause and it's great to see so close from putting in that effort to it making a difference. Mm. And for you as a, a Bravery Trek ambassador, where to for you? Where, where do you see this idea growing? Because it seems that each year it's just getting bigger yeah. and more important and yeah. more relevant really I think yeah. in terms of that conversation, isn't it? Yeah, so you don't want to speak to my partner about this. Um, Are you going to do something really stupid? No, no, no. Before the run, she said to me, you know, you could just go and do a run for charity, you know, Um, but no, you you decide to set it up in Sydney, do head-to-head, have a launch event, and then, um, you know, you do a heap of of other things. It was wonderful. Um, I, I, I mentioned before, um, the Chief of Navy is a, a, a wonderful colleague of mine who I serve with in Collins. Um, just a, a, a beautiful person. And uh, um, on the day of the trek, he was doing his removal um, from Sydney to Canberra. All right. So he couldn't join us at the launch. He, 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 he got up early in the morning. He had a signaller on South Head at HMS Watson with a signalling lantern sent by Morse code a signal to us at, at North Head. 
to get us going, you know. Oh. And, um, you know, it's sort of, you know, I still choke up a bit. Yeah. And, and for us, you know, standing there on North Head, what a, what a wonderful way to, to, to kick things off. Yeah. And yeah. for you, Belinda, really this is, you know, it's now a, a key part, isn't it, of oh. the Bravery Trust. It's a, it's a um, tentpole event and moment for, for, the, uh, for, for the Trust each year. It, what, it, what are your plans for the future for Really, really good question. Um, and, and Murray and the, the whole team at Lidos have been absolutely phenomenal in, in helping us with this concept and a successful third year now. Mm. Uh, we're so grateful for that, that support. But I know that we can do better. And, and why I know we can do better is there's still people out there that don't know that support is there. So the other day I was talking to, to Georgia uh, Georgia is from the RAF, so Royal Australian Air Force. Got that one right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Georgia, she, she said to me, um, we, we were sitting, um, sitting down over a lunch and she said, Belinda, I, I've got five kids. My, I, I'm serving. I'm still serving. And my, my partner, was, um, he was serving. He was significantly injured recently. We struggled financially. It was hard um, putting the table. Uh, sorry, the, putting the food on the table for five kids whilst I'm helping my husband through an illness. She said, "I, I didn't know bravery trust existed," and and that that broke my heart because support is out there. Um, so I'm hopeful that bravery trek continues to get bigger and bigger each year and we get that that voice out there that help yeah. is is there it's okay to ask for help mm-hmm. and so uh, how, how can that improve though where, where are the bits that can be improved and, and maybe that's to you Murray a question of mm. you know, how are these veterans so hard to reach so hard to find because it seems hard to believe that they don't know that this supports there because it's it is there and available and, and ready to to make a difference. Yeah, look, I think we, we continue to chip away at it. And, um, and, and as we're doing activities like the, the stories are feeding back, like, like George's story, and the support that's being provided and the difference that it's making, that folds out. Like, there's also the connection outside of the military to the veterans. And, and I saw, as we were setting up for this year's trek, reaching out to, to colleagues in industry and saying, hey, I'd like you to join us. I'd like you to, to be on board. And we saw companies like Birdon in, in, in Port Macquarie jumping on board um, and providing support. So that ecosystem of support, also they're engaged in their community. You know, they're, they're getting the message out um, through their channels. So it's, it's the people, it's also the organisations that come around, both inside and outside of, of defence that will make a difference. Mm. Um, and I think um, the publicity that we got through through the launch event and the other activities we're doing, that helps build that, that awareness. Mm. The other thing that I've really noticed is Bravery Trust has worked with others who are supp- providing support to veterans. It's, you know, there is a niche for Bravery Trust that provides a very useful thing, but linking up with those other areas and with DVA and Defence to provide support in an area and do it really well, um, but also to provide those connections into other areas. And I think those other support providers to veterans are referring across the Bravery Trust. That's in the, our wheelhouse here 
you know, um, and, and whereas we're, we're, we're supporting them um, with their activities. And I think that joined up support is the sort of ideal, you know, uh, model going forward. So as we wind things up, as we, we look back, um, perhaps a final reflection from, from both of you in terms of the Bravery Trek 2022. Um, yeah, Murray, to you. You feel you're climbing a hill. Um, you feel you're going a distance. But it's easy to not think of someone else and the silent struggle they've got. And, and when you put yourself in that other person's shoes and you think you can make a difference, you, you can help them put food on the table, you can help their family deal with the challenge of the veteran who's brought home a secret bag of bad luggage, effectively. Um, you, you can really make a difference. And, and it's been wonderful to see that difference and also the enthusiasm behind making that difference. Belinda? Oh, for me, it's certainly been all you guys, all the listeners out there, um, putting on your, your shoes and, and joining with us. It's been remarkable to see just how much support that we have got over the, the last month. We've had people walking, running, swimming. And, and Murray, I do have to point something out. So it was amazing that you ran 57 kilometres head to head. Did you know that if you had have put your swimming cap on, it was only two <laughs> kilometre swim? Yeah, yeah, my Tony Abbott impersonation's not at its best, so I, 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 I fear there'd be too, too many cameras around for the, the, uh, the speedos and, and, and a swim across the harbour. Um, yeah, I'll leave that for another day. Yeah, de- definitely. I, but... and, and just, it's not going to be in the 2023 program that we speedo up. Okay. Yes. We'll wait and see, though. Yes. Now, listen, we are coming to, this is the, the end of the Run Ashore series, and, and a big thanks to you. Uh, a big thanks to the historians who've been able to give us that rich history, which we've been able to celebrate with the audience. But there is a traditional way that we need to sort of close things out. So I'll be handing this over to you, Murray, to right. uh, okay. knock the top off the uh, champagne. Yeah. And I'll see yeah. we've got some glasses wow. here as well. And I'm so well um, I, I'm glad it's not like the launch Belinda, of the, I'll, the, I'll the hand ship it. where we, we crack it across the bow. <laughs> and, and this is this is at the stern of the uh, the process. Ooh. But as we as we start to uh, crack the champagne and get ready, um, a very big thanks to everybody involved in the bravery trek this year, uh, and certainly to everybody involved in the Run Ashore podcast series as well. We're very grateful for the contributions you've made. A big thanks to the sponsors, a big thanks to the Bravery Trust, you know, to Murray uh, in everything that you've done in terms of this ambassadorial role. And, you know, it, just today, the reflections that you've given us, um, really putting that challenge in, into context. So thanks very much to you and for Belinda for coming today. Watch out, Belinda. You never know oh, what's going to happen over there. This is one of those funky <laughs> new... Uh, okay. I, I'm more I worried about... I haven't done the course. <laughs> yeah, I'm more worried about the cork. <laughs> well, 
Hey, and there we go. There we go. So listen, as we begin the celebrations here in the uh, Run Ashore Studios, uh, thanks again to everybody uh, for supporting the Bravery Trek this year, but to everybody who's made a contribution to this year, whether you've run, you've walked, whether you've been involved in the organisation, if you've been a sponsor, everybody uh, who's really jumped in on this really important community that's growing every year, a big thanks to you and a big thanks to the team at Content Group who've helped us to put this podcast series together. Very grateful to that. Thanks again to Belinda. Thanks again to Murray. And uh, see you all another time. Thank you. Cheers. 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 You've been listening to Bravery Trek Run Ashore. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. <laughs>